Welcome back to Rude Dude. podcast i am your host the lob man lobster fresh henry himself along with my partner my pal my guy cameron the cree cameron how are you pal well you know what man um i'm doing okay today bro um was in the office was in the office yeah there we go dude right back at it um i was in the office today um day kind of dragged same. Um, yeah, it was kind of a long ass day today, to be honest with you. Um, but I've been excited about the podcast today because we do have a guest. Um, so that's exciting. A pivot um, but- guest, a guest we had planned, but not for today. <laughs> yes, yes, and 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 we have to thank her for that when we get her on for the for the podcast listeners who can't see her right now because she's just awkwardly sitting here. When you look at this, you watch this on YouTube. For the video watch, yeah, for the video listeners, watch she's sitting there laughing. Um, but she, she came up on the fly and really saved the day. So we appreciate her for that. Um, before we get started with that, um, I was listening back to, uh, last week's episode and I had a moment of clarity, shall I say, um, uh, it was a point in the pod where Hen and I were talking and we were talking about my wedding and everybody dancing and having a good time and 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 this is for for no reason like nobody reached out to me to say that they were upset about this comment or anything like that um but i called like one of our great friends like you know a fat ass and it really was eating at me i mentioned it like four times in that podcast right like i was like oh i feel terrible i shouldn't have said that and the reason i i bring this up is because that's not who i aspire to be um as a person um personal appearance is not show fodder here at rude dude you know and sometimes i can kind of fly off the handle and and say some pretty salacious things you know and it's kind of easy to do um for me at least when hen and i are sitting here talking um i can get into like this trance right um where i'm i'm firing off we're bouncing off each other and i can say some things that i probably shouldn't have said um with that being said, um, I'm grateful that I have the mindfulness um, to recognize it. Um, and I just want to apologize to anybody if I have upset you um, with anything that I have said. Um, none of it is done with malicious intent. Um, I can think certain things are funny that may be funny in a different scenario, but when you hear it on a podcast, it might not be. Um, and 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 you can you can take things out of context. Um, and and people's feelings can get hurt and that's not what we're here to do so um i hope that makes sense um and i'm going to be better moving forward does any of that make sense Henry, or did i just sound even worse no that that was great i uh i think we everything you were trying to say came across beautifully it was excellent. and uh yeah sometimes we uh just get to rambling and we get a little flippity at the mouth and uh mm-hmm. 
We also realized that we should perhaps sometimes use the power of editing because uh, <laughs> we pretty much just one take these and <laughs> drop them as is. Our boy Michael tunes them up nicely with, you know, make them sound good, but we don't really cut anything or chop anything up. We just do it as is. So maybe we should, uh, you know, use our, our best judgment and uh, <laughs> yeah, if we if we get a little out of pocket, maybe uh, you know, put it back in the pocket. Yeah, we just put it back in the pocket. And I think the funny thing is, is you know, a lot of people who got canceled for saying like really bad things, like like like, dude, you could see how that can happen. Even though I didn't say anything like like that would get you canceled, right? But like, you can see how that can happen, right? Like like for me, at least from just that, like you're just if you were live on a show, like something just goes, boop, yeah, and you're just like, oh fuck, I shouldn't have said that. Like, so, um, it's wild. And that's what we were talking about is that like, we're not live, but we, we play them. We, we drop them as though we were live because they're just one mm-hmm. take and, and we just, we just like, okay, that was good. You know, <laughs> throw it up there. Yeah. But, I think uh, the, the next evolution is going to be us cutting some things out. Not, not much, not much, but you know. Just but things case. like we were talking about, like I was just talking about, like things that could possibly hurt someone's feelings or make somebody feel a type, certain type of way. Like we're not going to shy away from who we are. Like, you know, like we're, we're kind of brash. We're funny, but there's a time and a place for it. And some things just don't need to be published. So um, if like I said, if if anybody's been upset and I've turned you off a little bit, um, I hope you can forgive me and keep listening to us because we'll just keep getting better. Now, with that being said, we have our guest. um a, a a family member of mine um, very special guest a very special guest um i'm very excited to have her on um i have mentioned my aunt patrice on this podcast uh, my aunt toots um she was one of us um who died from this disease um very young actually um and my cousin Brittany grew up um having to to witness that and I wanted to kind of get her on the podcast to kind of share her experience of what that looked like as a kid and how it's kind of shaped her to who she is today because she's a wonderful mom of four, you know, she's married and all this, isn't an addict or an alcoholic. Um, and I want to know how she navigated that. So with that being said, um, Brittany, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm glad good. to be here. Yeah. yeah. Welcome and thank you for uh popping in on short notice for us yeah of course i'm glad it worked out fine Makes yeah because last week last week wasn't gonna work out she had the marine ball her husband's a badass marine bro like he like yeah. he, his <laughs> his eyeballs shoot lasers bro like like oh, like wow. i'm talking we'll go with it yeah <laughs> uh, i'm telling you hey you know the inside scoop but every picture he's like one of those marines that doesn't smile he's just like no, yeah no <laughs> and he's funny. super jacked yeah. like like dude just just fucking dude just just a dude he's super nice but yeah. like, if you didn't know him, you'd be like, "Dude, that guy wants to fucking like rip my heart out." Well, yeah. They don't just like hand that marine title out to any old buddy. So if you're a marine, you're probably kind of a badass. Yeah, yeah. should be firing soon. So he's been in a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has and been in for a long time. For our video watchers, and if you're not watching, you probably should watch so you can get a view of this beautiful accent wall behind Brit with this luscious <laughs> olive green, if you will, and like a nice snake plant. Um, vibes are extremely high. For some reason, my camera zoomed out. I've got like 30 feet worth of <laughs> space. 
Cameron's got some ugly shit on his walls for I'm some working on it. dog shit team. Uh, hey, that we don't... <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about it. We don't share one sports team in common. We, we uh, don't. We, uh, we hate each other, all of each other's teams. I, I will say this. I will not take a slander. I will not tolerate it. I will not tolerate it because you know what? That comes from just lack of baseball knowledge. The athletics as a franchise are the top three for world series championships. It gets missed. It's the same thing while you alive, bud. It, 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 yes, there was 89. I was one. Um, (laughs) It's the same thing like Niners fans telling us that they have more Super Bowls than the Raiders. You know what I mean? Same argument. The Giants are right behind the A's, though, so I will give them that. But no A's slander. They suck ass. My teams are terrible. The only thing I have to look forward to is the Kings and the Warriors. They can't beat the Warriors if they tried. Anyway, mm. so Britt, yes. tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> oh, so, she's here. I am still here. Yeah, I'm here. Um, so I, like you said, I'm a mom of four. I, uh, I'm almost 35 years old in a couple weeks. I live in Yuma, Arizona. It's hot as balls here. Now, what's that um, like? Uh, it's like living in a dust storm all the time. Mm, <laughs> it's not my most favorite delightful. area. Yeah, compared to San Diego, where we've been for years, um, not the best. Oh, but. God. Moved from paradise to the dust bowl. We call mm. it the devil's butt. but That yeah. sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I have my own catering and food business and just kind of living life. Loving it. Nice. Yeah, I see you posting. I'm one stuff. of your five thousand cousins. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, Catholic. I yep. am not. <laughs> well, the family is right. Um, That's why we have five thousand cousins. Yeah, yep. I am not, but yes. So, yeah. yeah, my um, my girlfriend' uh, family is Catholic, and it is the same situation. Yeah. Kristen has a bunch of cousins. Oh yeah. <laughs> How many? I don't know. Come on, man. But if she didn't have a lot, I still wouldn't know. You know my brain doesn't store this kind of information. <laughs> don't ask me her birthday. I know it. But That's like, true. Don't. No, <laughs> dude. To be honest, I couldn't even name how many cousins I have. I think um, we have 34 first cousins. I think it's like more than that. Maybe. Who knows? Know. It feels like more than that. Yeah. Um. So with that, um, you were... Like I mentioned earlier, you were Patrice's uh, daughter. I don't know where she fell. Yeah. Do you know what number she was out of the 15? Um, she was right after Anna. So I think, I think that... like 13th? I think she was like 13 or 12 then, yeah? Yeah. This is feeling like the meme of like always sunny from Philadelphia guy with the red strings <laughs> going everywhere. And it's shit. Bad, dude. It's, it's a shit show. Who knows? I don't it know, is. Honestly. It is. It is. <laughs> but yeah, so, that is my mother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so a little backstory on, on Patrice. Um, she was, she was awesome. Um, I loved her as an aunt. Um, and and everybody's experience with her was different, right? Yeah. Um, now, when you were born, um, what are some things about your childhood that 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 kind of stood out from you that that made you kind of maybe realize like, hey, my mom's a little bit different than than everybody else around? Yeah. So, um, well, she was seventeen when she had me. So mm-hmm. right there, it's already she's kind of starting out 
chaotic and you know that's hard to step into as a teenager and then um i think i was probably honestly like when my little brother was born so i was like four Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely remember things happening where, you know, there's needles and like we lived in a, an apartment with like roaches everywhere. And I just remember him being a baby and her just being like, take care of your brother. And I was like four mm-hmm. or five, you know. And so mm-hmm. I think just from then on, it was just chaotic, <laughs> constant, um, not knowing where I was going to end up for the night, not knowing who was in our home. Mm-hmm. Um, not knowing what kind of mood she was going to be in and how to deal with her at the same time um, due to all sorts of different addictions that she was going through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was pretty crazy for sure. I mean, there's domestic violence in the house. There's drugs. There's alcohol. There's abandonment. There's all sorts of shit that was, you know, happening daily. So she would she would hand you Cody when you were four? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was like, that was my first baby. I still call him like my son now. Um, yeah, I mean, I like raised that kid until um, my grandparents got custody of us at like, I was 10, so he was five. Um, and even after that, it was a struggle because we still saw her. I mean, it wasn't all the way cut off until later on in life when I chose to completely put my wall up and just block her out. So. Now, now I have a question. Yeah. Um, how, so, so I remember seeing some of those things like, like maybe we would stop by and you would see like, you know, she, she would have like bruises on her face and things mm-hmm. like that. Like, so the domestic violence thing, you saw a lot of that too? It was huge. It was huge. Yeah. I think any relationships that she had ever been in that when I was around her, mm-hmm. um, there was always abuse constant and not necessarily from the men. They didn't really abuse my brother and I, but. Um, they would beat the crap out of her. I mean, constantly. And then I think that she then turned and took it out on me. Okay. Um, so there was a lot of abuse on my side as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I know now as an adult um, that that all came from illness and just a cycle that she couldn't get out of. But mm-hmm. as a kid and as a teenager, it was just like, why can't you fix yourself for me? I mean, kid, you know? Um, especially now as a mom of my myself and seeing my children I would do anything for them so it's just hard but I'm not an addict so I don't I don't have that mindset I don't have that issue you know I have other issues both very you know a few of them but um yeah you know I didn't I don't have her struggle so I can't say what I would do in that that situation no and you have something to say yeah uh you're making me a little bit emotional. Um, yeah. For one, for uh, young Brit, because uh, we don't wish that upon any child. Um, no. It's really, it's really hard to think about. And for two, because I had my daughter when I was 18, and I was an active addict, and uh, ooh. For you to say that, um, for you to say like that, you remember you have memories of you know when you were four. Um, man, my daughter definitely. Me and her mom, uh, <laughs> we were both 
active addiction and we fought like cats and dogs. There was physical violence. Um, and I have memories of like my daughter, probably four or five years old, you know, standing between us, trying to hold us apart. You guys stop it. And, uh, man, like, whoo, to hear you say that it's just, uh, it's heartbreaking, man. It's heartbreaking for me to, to think about that. And, um, to think about the effect that that has on a child. Um, and, you know, we kind of talked about it when Shandle was talking about his childhood stuff. Um, <clears throat> a child doesn't understand that, you know, nor should they have to. Um, they have no basis for, you know, a child just wants love and attention. And my God, um, it's just, uh, I like I said, I, I feel for you and it makes me... Um, you know, I, obviously I was aware of what I did um, with my daughter and, you know, I've made my, my amends and my living amends and worked on myself and all that. But to hear someone else say it and think of it in the context of my life, just uh, it's it's hard to hear and it, it just makes me really sad. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to be sad. No, you're fine. It's I good. I need to hear it. The fact that you, Henry, and Cameron, I know your daughter, you know, wasn't, you got clean before, but mm -hmm. um, the fact that you're not in the same place now as you were then is going to speak right. volumes in her life. Um, right. You know, that effort that you're doing every single day, that speaks louder than anything. And um, unfortunately, Patrice couldn't do that and, and in her life um and well at least for me so um you know it's sad and but your daughter loves you and you love your daughter obviously or you wouldn't be where you are right now so thank you i, yeah. I appreciate that <laughs> yeah man i i you know that was a that was a variable and a factor that i didn't think about um that 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 kind of hit and then all of a sudden i was like oh shit like hearing you talk about that you okay bud yeah, no, I'm, okay. I'm good. It's, I mean, it's, uh, it's good to hear these things. And, and, and I do take solace in the fact that like, um, you know, some people are just pieces of shit their whole life and never change. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was not ideal, but you know, like, like you said, Britt, I did do the work to, yeah. you know, I'm not in that place today. So yeah. That makes it better, but it, I, and I mean, it's also good to hear because it, it makes me think about. Uh, <laughs> wow, yeah. sorry. No, you're good. Um, it's good. Um, you know, my daughter and I, we are very close and we love each other, but she's in her teenage years now, mm -hmm. and uh, she definitely has some resentment towards me, and um, and. Obviously, I knew I know why, but just like to hear you say this and stuff, it it almost makes me understand it better. So, mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's it's good. How's that combo with her now that she's older? I'm glad we have a video now that I'm just like just sitting here. Hey, hey, make sure to follow our YouTube videos so you can watch Henry <laughs> cry. You um, see a big ass dude that could be a <laughs> wide receiver in the NFL <laughs> crying. Go check out the YouTube. So, so right. this is actually really beautiful. I told you this is going to be a good one, bud. Um, 
we're fucking 10 minutes in fucking crocodile tears so thanks brett you're welcome see on the fly um but it's beautiful right because it gets it gets us to to process those emotions um so 10 years old what drove you getting adopted by your dad's uh, right. parents because they i have no relation to these people those are the teslovs yeah 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 so um, what what went on there was there was there a defining moment or was it just yeah, a, so a, i think it was kind of like a whole uh few years of like my school counselors checking in and seeing bruises and me not coming to school with food and um mm. them just kind of keeping notes that i wasn't at school most of the time um and I would go down to Fresno where my grandparents lived at the time for the summer. Um, Patrice would let me go down there. And, uh, and during that time, my grandparents started noticing the bruising, the, you know, lack of food that, you know, the clothes that I would never come with and all sorts of stuff. So they kind of hired an attorney, um, and sat Patrice down and discussed taking partial custody. And she didn't like that idea. And then, um, then it became, okay, how about we give you a year? We'll take the kids for a full year. You go to rehab, you get whatever help that you need and we'll revisit this in a year. And if you're good to go and you want the kids back free, um, that year goes by and, um, she did not come to the court date. The Mm -hmm. judge said you raise those kids like your own. And that's what my grandparents did luckily. So, um, Yeah, so that's kind of where she, I just don't think she could deal with the guilt is what it, I think kind of drove her addiction deeper. Um, there's a, there's a lot to it that we'll, we'll, we'll never understand because she never, she never got clean, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've tried, I know a lot of, you know, our aunts tried, Mm-hmm. Um, I know the family tried to get her into treatment a bunch and it, and it just never happened. Um, so so that was the catalyst to getting you adopted out. Now I imagine you were probably pretty happy about this. I mean, I was relieved, but I was devastated. I mean, I felt very, very abandoned by my own mom. I felt, you know, at that time, my biological father, who I have a relationship with now, um, was not in a place to take care of me either. Um, so I felt like nobody wanted me. Nobody Mm -hmm. wanted my brother. Like, you know, it was just very hard at that age to understand how you could choose, you know, Tim that you just met and beer over your children. Um, yeah. So that took a lot of years of counseling and <laughs> praying and <laughs> yeah, yeah. all sorts of stuff, you know. Um, I noticed that you mostly refer to her as Patrice. Yes. Is that kind of a conscious decision? It is. I um, I feel like I mourned my mother before she passed. Mm. Um, I feel like when I tried to get her into rehab for the last time, I was like 26. Um, my husband and I paid for it. She had a ride. She didn't show up to the meet point. And then she called and said, I can't do it. And my husband then saw that like, that emotionally was devastating for me. And so he picked up the phone and said, you know, you don't call this home again until you're, you're sober. And I never heard from her again. 
So that day, I think I kind of just let her go. Yeah. Right. Um, I actually did hear from her right before she passed, but she thought I was Bonnie and not me. Yeah. (laughs) So that was hard to deal with, too. But yeah, I I refer to her as Patrice. Um, I'm not embarrassed that she's my mom. I used to be. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, my thinking, my thinking would be too, kind of like in in your in your head, it's like, well, she's never really a mom to me, right. so right. I'm not gonna call her my mom. Right. Right. She was your 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 um, egg my, carrier. My, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they call the woman. They call the man the sperm donor. What would the yeah, yeah. What is the term for that? That, 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 that there's a question. If anybody the knows, holler at us. <laughs> the egg crate. <laughs> Wait, what do eggs come in? What are those egg things? Great, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's kind of weird. Yeah, she was my egg crate. So, so, so to so to paint the picture a little bit more for everybody, um, from my experience with Patrice, right? So, every family has, for the most part, a black sheep, right? Right. I think the Fuchs, the Fuchs side, had about Half what, two, black sheep. Three, or, three. There's I think like three, three, four. You know, five of them that were a little rough. Some of them went to prison. Um, you, you know, you know, three um, or five. So only like three percent of the family. Yeah, big family, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Three of them aren't aren't addicts. And, um, anyways, my mom being one of them. So, um, when we would go up to Georgetown and Garden Valley, you know, um, this is after you had been adopted out. Um, you would know that Patrice was up there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Right? So you would go, say, if I would go to Garden Valley to visit Grandma and Grandpa Fuchs, right? For context, this is the grandparents that uh, Britt and I share. And then my my Davis side was in Georgetown, just up the hill a little bit more. Which I also use as a safe house sometimes. Oh, hey, rest in peace to the Davis, the Davis grandparents. I miss them tremendously. Yeah. They they are saints. Yeah. Um, but you would come around the corner, say in Georgetown, and you would see her. And 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 for people who, the way I can paint this is, you know, when you see those people on the street that are emaciated, and they're they're you just know that they're 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 drug riddled they're on a they're on a run they smell they they're smoking cigarettes they look like they haven't eaten in 500 days that was kind of who toots was right um but when you saw her she would come up and give you these the the most intense loving hugs right like i i try to give her i try to give her a little bit of glory because i know what it's like to be sick right um she was a she was a bad mom to you and that's never going right. to be that's never going to be okay and i'm not right. agreeing with how she raised you um but but you would see her and she'd come up and she she'd kiss you and sometimes she'd give me weed when i was a teenager and i'd be super stoked on it <laughs> and uh um you know she was just one of those free spirits but in turn when i sit here and i reflect on it now that i'm sober she was just a really sick individual yeah. Um, um, for somebody to be able to neglect their children like that to the extent that you were and 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 we brushed over all the things. I mean, I'm sure you could talk about everything oh, yeah. you really saw in detail, but we don't have time for that. Yeah. Um, and it's just really, really sad, right? Um, yeah. because because that's the reality of of life for people like Hen and I. Right. Like we don't like to believe it. Like I, I used to use here. Here's one thing. And then I'll let you talk. 
Um, I used to use Patrice or my or Toots, as we used to call her, as a guidepost for, hey, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not Toots. Right. I'm not as bad as my aunt Toots, dude. So there's no way that I'm an alcoholic. Mm. And, and that is the God's honest truth. I would tell myself that. Because I'm not up here. Time. Yeah, yeah. I'm not up here in fucking Georgetown, you know, doing drugs and licking people's faces and shit. Yeah, being a bum. Like, I, you know, I'm not that bad. Mm. And it kept me in my addiction. That was a part of my story was I'm not as bad as Toots. And I, I haven't told anybody that, but it's but it's true. Um, and it's just it's just it's just really sad. Um, I didn't know I didn't know you guys tried to get her into rehab. Yeah. Yeah, I tried hard. I mean, I I tried for years. It was crazy, though, because for, you know, as my adulthood, um, I thought I had boundaries, you know, where it was like, she'll call. And if I feel like talking to her, I'll answer. But even sometimes um, when she would call, it would just trigger this massive anxiety. And I would lash out at my husband. I would lash out at, you know, whatever. And it was just like, I don't know why I'm lashing out. I'm just pissed. You know, and then I came to realize, you know, well, she's triggering some shit. And so um, that's ultimately after that last attempt, it was like, I just can't mentally and physically keep doing this to myself or my family that I am now responsible for. Yeah. Um, but no, it makes me really sad. You know, you I, I went through years of counseling as a teenager and as a kid um, to forgive her. Right. I forgave her years ago. But mm. when I became a mom, it like. Mm. it brought so much back that I mm. never thought I would ever deal with again, you know, mm. um, especially having a daughter who looks just like me, but mm. with curly, crazy hair. Um, I just look at her and I'm like, how, you know, or why, or all of the questions just start to come back up. And so it makes me sad that she missed out on this. Mm. You know, you, she, she missed Ever, she never met her grandkids. She met my husband one time, mm. you know, asked for drug money. And I was like, that's why we're not going to go around her again. You know, so, mm. um, you know, I think being able to now um, kind of see her for, for her, her faults, but still be able to love her as my mother is what that's I'm true. learning to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause it, it's just, it's hard. It's hard. So pay me a little bit of a picture. Um, when you were, did you go with your grandparents when you were 10? Is that what you yeah. said? Yeah. So when you first, so 10 through like, um, teenage years and stuff, what, what, what did you, how did that affect you? Like, what did you feel like? What were your, what, what, what do you think were like the, um, all the effects of that as you were going through your formative years. So I had massive abandonment issues. Um, and so I kind of looked for it in groups of friends that I shouldn't be looking for it. in. Mm -hmm. I looked for it in male attention. Um, mm -hmm. I looked for it pretty much wherever I could get validation that somebody wanted me. Um, I did. I, I was looking for that constant. Um, but yeah, so I was a rebellious teenager. I put my grandparents through hell. I snuck out constantly. I lied about everything because just that's what I was used to doing before. Um, Drugs and alcohol? 
I drank some. I was too afraid to try drugs, honestly. I smoked weed probably mm. twice. Um, yeah, that can have that effect. I think, yeah. like, my mom is the daughter of an alcoholic, and she's just, like, not interested. Yeah. I mean, um, I was just, like, my solid. first phase. You know, I yeah. drank, but I was never dependent. I never woke up craving it. I never, you know, I didn't have that. I more was ashamed that I drank, you know, and had that like forgetting shit because I drank the night before like that just I felt I was like oh my god I'm turning into her and then it would like mm, that makes like that. sense because I was gonna say it's kind of interesting to me I feel like a lot of people in your situation the other way or as in like the same way as their parents like oh this is what we do and mom did it and whatever and just kind of go buck wild with drugs and alcohol yeah. especially when if they didn't have um you know, that kind of support or anybody that cared, you know, early right. on or whatever. But your grandparents were, how were they as like your new parents, basically? They were good. I mean, I never, I mean, they didn't give up on me. So that's important. <laughs> yeah. Word. And, you know, they, they tried real hard. They got us into sports. They, you know, if I wanted to see family, I could go see family. They were never restrictive or anything crazy. Um, yeah, they got me into church. They got, I danced, you know, I had all sorts of things that I had not had prior. So, I mean, I can't bless their heart. Enough, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. They, they gave you, they gave you the childhood you deserved. Right. Right. I do think, I do think it's super interesting um, that you didn't turn to substances. Uh, 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 you know, I, I hats off to you. Um <laughs> Because I because we we come from that line of of, yeah. of the the quote unquote demon blood right, right? like like I, the my fact brother, that you my brother is not so lucky you know he's he still struggles I think um, okay with addiction so but he you know it's funny because we were raised you know he saw just as much as I saw and he he wasn't the the brunt of like the abuse side mm -hmm. um, he was like the golden child so to say mm -hmm. but. Uh, you know, he saw things just like I did, and the way it affected his brain is so different than a, how it affected mine. Mm -hmm. So it's just been crazy to have like two different outcomes in the same, you know, from the same situation. I, I think it's a blessing that you didn't that you didn't attack it that way, um, yeah. because 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 I think people like like you and and kind of like what Hen and I are doing. Um, cause Hen, Hen has alcoholics in his family, right? Like you just talking about his mom and things like that. Like what we're doing in this moment and what you not turning towards substances and stuff like that is we're breaking a generational curse. Absolutely. That's a V8. That's a V8 <laughs> that he's drinking. And here's our, here's our ad break. V8 energy drinks. Drink the them. Delicious and nutritious <laughs> energy. Money can buy. <laughs> Sponsor us, V8 Energy Drinks. I promise you, don't listen to the last episode. I'll stop talking like that. Um, but, it, but, but I find it super interesting, and, I, and it's it's motivating, and it's cool because it shows that even despite the tragedy and the chaos that you were that you were subjugated to, um, you were able to deal with it in a healthier way, even though it probably was the harder route. And yeah. hey, it seems like you wanted to say something. Well, <clears throat> I think this brings up a really uh, important and interesting point, and we talk about this, how everyone's brain works differently, right? Everyone's wired differently, and your mom 
is an addict and you're not and you don't completely understand it. But the interesting point that I was going to point out is that you and your brother, in essence, had the same experience, but it affected you very differently and it went in different directions. And I think that's important. um, Like for you, for anyone, and I don't want to like tell you your business, uh, but like for you to maybe find a little compassion for your mom in the sense that, okay, she's like wired completely differently than me and I don't understand it, but like, obviously it's a thing and Mm -hmm. maybe, um, you know, maybe it was a little more complicated than, than what I could understand. Does that make sense? 100%. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't start having that compassion and I'm not trying to hype y'all up, but until you're (laughs) Ah, look at that go on (laughs) tell us more while i sip this delicious v8 (laughs) (laughs) nutritious eight servings of fruit and vegetables per clean green teen energy 80 milligrams of caffeine (laughs) no because i had never really taken the time to talk to a a fully recovered addict as you keep sipping your (laughs) um no, that's really cool to hear. We also have um, one of my girlfriend's friends, uh, Micah, a, a big fan of the show. Um, she does not suffer from addiction. And I'm not sure that anyone like very close to her does. But she like finds a lot of um, she finds a lot of the stuff that we talk about very useful for like some of the other issues she might have. And um and also, maybe she does. I don't remember, but like understanding, uh, you know, just getting a better understanding, and that, and that's part of it. And it, it's really cool to hear that because we, we don't want our show to just be for addicts. We want because everyone's almost everyone's affected by addiction or a, a couple degrees of separation from it, one way or another. So, um, yeah, if we can shine a little light to be like. Hey, you know, this is this is how we think and maybe that'll make make it make more sense to you like that's that's awesome. That's a big goal of ours. I think that's super cool, Britt, and I appreciate that comment because yeah. I, I I think it it goes back to what Hen and I have talked about in the in the past, right? Um that's kind of at least one of my missions is to is to show, right? Shed like some like light. shed some light on it like hey, you know, you could have leading up until say finding the podcast right you could have had a different vision in your mind right like like my mom just didn't care about me well to an extent to an extent there is a part of that that yes yes she probably didn't because she was so so sick but there was also another part of her that 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 was just viciously viciously sick right Right. and now you can sit here and you can understand like hey there's more going to it kind of like what henry just said right like there's Mm -hmm. more to it like my mom doesn't just hate me she she she's right you know a slave to her substances right and i Uh, I never really, you know, I didn't sit and think like, oh my God, I hate that lady so much. You know, I, I mean, obviously as a kid, I went through all of those emotions, but yeah, um, maturing, I was never like, oh, I, you know, I hope she croaks today. You know, it was not, mm-hmm. it's not like that. I think for me hearing how you guys are able to kind of think with a clear mind, um, because even when she was sober for like the bits and pieces and when I would talk to her, she still kind of had the same mental 
thought on the world and like how she thought about stuff. And so I just assumed that all recovering addicts still had that same mentality because that's what I was exposed to, you know? And so for you guys to sit and have different points of view, um, it's just kind of opened my eyes to like, okay, so I just can't ball everybody up like that just because that's how she was. <laughs> you know? That's how you do the simultaneous head nod, bra. <laughs> Let's go. Go ahead, head. Well, no, I like that's a, I, I love that because I, I think it's dangerous and, and kind of silly to, put anyone of any kind of group all in one, you know, paint anybody as, right. oh, all X are exactly like this, you know? Right. Um, and, and one thing I was thinking about, because um, we'll bring it back to, like, my daughter is, you know, she struggled with it. Um, her mom kind of struggled with addiction even after I got clean. And it was always – it was it's always um, – interesting dance of like you know we're trying you know we don't we never wanted to like put her mom down but i guess what i'm trying to say though is that she always and to this day loves her mom right and so like a kid's never gonna want to hear you talk poorly about their parents no matter how their parents treated them i mean maybe to a point but like a kid's always gonna love their parents so like I'm sure for you, um, like no matter how you felt about her, there was for a long time, it was like, oh, that's still my mom, you know, and I still, yeah, I'm not even sure the the point I'm trying to make. It was always like a lingering, um, I needed my mom. Yeah. Even though I had a mother figure that was doing amazing, you know, my grandmother, um, and, and provided all this love and stuff. It was just, yeah, it's not, it's not the same, you know, it's not, you want her to want to be that for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You seem to have, like you said, you did therapy. You seem to have done a lot of work. You seem, obviously you can sit here and talk with us about it. So yeah. you're in pretty good shape. Um, yeah. What, what when when you were working with therapists and whatever else like what what really helped you do you remember was there like a breakthrough moment like how did what how did you make peace with it how were you able to forgive her like i know there's a lot in that question but what kind of really helped you through that <laughs> um so my grandmother actually gave me some advice and said um she kind of gave me the analogy of you're carrying your mother on your back you're carrying her like a backpack you're carrying all of her mistakes, all of the things that she's ever said to you, you're carrying that daily. Right. And so she said, when you finally take that backpack off, you will lose that weight and you'll be able to become who you want to be without that. Like that doesn't make you. So, um, I think that's probably the one thing that kind of stuck out. And then grandma um, bars, right. Super heat. (laughs) Similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I, once I was kind of able to not, I mean, I guess disconnect. Um, Almost like punishing yourself for her mistakes. I blame myself every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, that's interesting. I, she, she had me when she was 17. It's my fault that she couldn't handle, you know, that lifestyle as a mother. So then she went to this and then if I cried, then she went off and left me and that was, I shouldn't have cried. And, you know, so. Oh, fuck. 
What a way yeah, for so a child to feel. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, it's a lot, you know? That is a, a that is a lot. And it's kind of hard to process hearing you say it out loud, right? Like, like I, like I had a, I had a vision of what that looked like for you, right? Like, oh, okay, yada, yada, yada. Like, you know, she, she was with the Tesloffs and, and look at her, she's happy, she's happy now, right? But now, now that, I've gotten sober and, and, and done some self searching. Right. That, that's why I wanted to have you on here um, yeah. because, because I was I, interested to see, to see how you climbed out of this um, because that's not, that's not how any child should be brought up. Um, right. The question I have for you is, so she went downhill pretty quick yeah. um, as in, in terms of, you know, I remember the last time I saw her, um, she was a skeleton. Um, yeah. um, um, she, she, it was like, I don't know how she's alive. Like I, I couldn't tell you the last time she drank a glass of water. The last time I saw her, like, I, I, and I mean that like sincerely, like, I don't know how she was walking. I don't know how she talked to me. Um, right. I, I don't know any, no teeth, no nothing. I mean, I mean, you know, it was a bad picture. Yeah. Um, but she was dying. Um, you said that you talked to her or did you not? I talked. So I did. Um, okay. Aunt Anna actually Before called. she passed. Yes. She okay. said, uh, you know, it's been funny because the Fuchs side of the family, I feel like they're just <clears throat> tiptoed because nobody kind of knows that I can deal with it. You know, I don't mind talking mm -hmm. about her. I don't mind those kinds. Of, but, you know, I know that family is always like, I don't want to overstep or bring shit up. or. You know, That's you know, super I true. <laughs> Get it. Well, then we don't want to. We don't want to dig up those. We don't want to dig that up for right. you. Do you get what right. I'm saying? Like, yeah. like there's there's these trepidations. Like, hey, Britt, what was it like when your mom fucking beat right. your ass when you were seven? Hey, hey, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, 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 yeah. Clearly, you are. I mean, the fact that you're on here doing this right now is incredible, and I I think you're you're very brave and you're very strong, and I applaud you for like even being able to do this right now. It's awesome. Right. It is beautiful, but go ahead. So, yeah, so Anna, so, Anna got you. Yeah. So she called and she's like, I just want to let you know, you know, your mom's in the hospital. Um, did you want to talk to her? I don't want to pressure you. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'll talk to her. So she put me on speakerphone and, um, you know, she, she just called me Bonnie. How are you Bonnie? And I'm like, I'm your daughter. Like, I just want you to know that I love you. And, you know, I told her I forgave her and everything was, I was okay. And, you know, all the things, um, and then she, I, you know, I really don't think that she knew who I was. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if she knew who the people in the room necessarily were at that point, though. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of got home, my, my, my little, uh, and uh, I think the next day is when she passed away. So, and I was also pregnant, so there was those hormones as well. Oh, my God. So. Did you feel, um, and, uh, do did you experience any kind of uh, relief, whether she could hear you or understand you or not? Did you did you feel some relief in being able to say those things out loud to her? I did. I mean, I never wanted her to think that I hated her or that um, I wish bad things for her. Um, so yeah, I think I think it was healing for myself, and you know whether she really understood or not. Um, she needed to hear those things from me. So, you know, you don't want somebody to die, whether they've treated you like shit or not without feeling loved or, you know, amen to that. 
Well, or, or her to die and you having never been able to say that to her. Right. Well, and that's why I went to her memorial service as well, because originally I wasn't going to go. Um, I just didn't feel like I needed to go. I had lost her years ago in my mind and emotionally I let her go years ago. Um, but I really went to honor my grandma who had just lost her daughter. Mm-hmm. And I went because I figured if I needed to leave, I could leave, but I, I can never go back and go if I felt like I should have gone. Right. Um, yeah. hundred percent. So, yeah. And you actually, Cameron had said something to me at her memorial service. Um, and you gave me a big hug. I don't even know if you remember. <laughs> Cameron's you know, like, oh my God, I was wasted. I was still drinking during this he time. Like, what did I, what did I say? What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> You were like, no, uh, flippity-doo-dah, suck my cock, you know? <laughs> <laughs> in in 10 years' time, I'm going to have a podcast, and I'm going to say very salacious things. Go, go ahead. What did I do? I, I, gave, you, I gave you a warming hug. You gave me a – actually, you did give me a big hug. Um, no, I had gone to the bathroom because I was upset. I was listening to all the stories about what a, you know these fun times that everybody had had with her, and I literally could not ha- – I didn't have – I didn't have one of those to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I walked to the restroom and I came back and Cameron, you came over and gave me a hug and said, you know, she didn't know how to show it, but she loved you. And then I just like, okay, well, I guess I'll say something. So I stood my little ass up and I, you know, I just said that it was good to be able to hear the stories that I wish I could have said myself. Right. Like it's good to hear that she had fun memories. It's good to hear that she was still extremely loved and, you know, all the fun, even though I don't agree with most of the memories being said, you know, um, that she was enjoying life uh, still, because again, like I said, I don't want her, I never wanted her to be miserable just because she couldn't do the mother thing. Um, At least someone had fun with her. Well, well, here's proof. Here's proof that that drunk Cameron wasn't always a bad person. All right. So no. I, I, I came yeah. with I came with wise words and that is comfort, a, comfort that is and solace. Yeah, that is good. Now right. she died. She died. What? Forty two. Yeah. You know how? Yeah. Forty two. I think my mom, I remember my mom said that they were having her, um, the doctor like let her drink a beer. So she didn't have a seizure. So she didn't have seizures. Like this is the, this is the level of, of alcoholism we're talking about to paint the picture for people, um, on her deathbed at 42 dying of cirrhosis. Um, and that's the reality of, 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 of this disease. Um, but there is a, there is a shining star, um, due to her. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that is you, Britt, um, yeah. you have, you have, you have overcome, um, all that comes with that. And, and from everything I can see, and when I see you around with the family, you're a fantastic mother. Um, your kids are wonderful. They're beautiful. You live a wonderful life. Um, like I said, from what I can see, <laughs> and I believe it to be true, <laughs> I'm not um, perfect. No, no, no one is. No one is. Hey, um, you and- kids better shut the fuck up for an hour. Mommy's on a podcast. I'll beat your little ass when I'm done. How do we know yeah, she didn't say that? Close. I guarantee you she probably did, dude. Pretty close. <laughs> but, 
but I want to say, but I wanted to just say that that it's out of tragedy comes triumph sometimes. The concrete and, that grew from the rose. Wait, the rose that grew from the concrete. There you oh, go. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, so, so tell me, tell tell us a little bit about what your life looks like today. Now, um, it's been yeah, a year since I mean, she passed. It's been six years. Um, okay. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, like, that was that was prime drinking, Cameron. Yeah. When I gave you that well, hug, I was I was I was at like rock bottom six years ago. I was like, dude. It smells like weed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, don't mind me. Know me. <laughs> um, no, um, life now is great. I mean, I really I can't complain. I have you know our daily struggles. I still catch myself feeling you know, especially as a military wife. When he's gone a lot for work or whatever, I have those as a But ultimately, I just, I have a great life. I have a great family. We're losing you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You want to pause her? Mm, go. Yeah, so today I feel super blessed. I have a great life. Um, you know, I do have those abandonment issues that come up when my husband's deployed or leaves a lot for work, um, that I have to work on, you know, during those times, but I I can't complain. I love my family. I love my kids. This is, I was here for a reason and I feel like it's for them and to break those curses that, you know, Patrice couldn't. So that's why I'm here. So we had uh, one thing I noticed earlier and I wanted to bring up, but we had um, similar but almost opposite um, realizations when we had kids, you and I, Britt, uh, because you said when when you had your kid, it was kind of like, oh, my God, I love this child so much. Like, how could she do that? Right. Because I could never. Well, mine was similar but different where I was like, Oh my God, I love this child so much. I can't believe what I put my parents through because Mm. I, they spent sleepless nights worrying about me getting phone calls from jail and all that stuff to where when I had my daughter for a few years, I, I forget, but there was like a moment when I was like, Oh my God, like if this child puts me through half the shit that I put my parents through, like, I could just feel my heart because I love this child so much. And I was like, Oh my God, I understand how my parents feel must've felt like this is awful. And I literally called them was like, I'm so sorry. Like I get it now. I love this child and I can't even, I can't imagine how you felt. And that must've sucked. Yeah, dude. I, I think it's, I think it's all just very beautiful. And, and you said, you said the abandonment issue. So yeah, I imagine you still have like random moments where things will pop up. Yeah. Where like, oh, you might just ha- do you have just like random moments of rage or something like that? It'll just pop up out of nowhere or um, sadness or, not, or, or, or. Yeah. So I think sadness, it's mainly like mm-hmm. holidays or something where I'm like, okay. she's missing it all, you know? Yeah. But, but I, yeah. I get through. I think like your higher power has a funny sense of humor because you have abandonment issues and you uh, married someone in the military <laughs> who's gone all the time. <laughs> Listen, that uniform got me. Yeah, you guys have been together a long time. You've been married a long time, huh? 
Yeah, it'll be 17 years in March. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, long time. Long time. Well, but I also think I that it cool. speaks, I think it speaks to your um, healing that you are able to be in a relationship like that mm -hmm. where you don't need to have the person around all the time. So that's actually pretty cool. Well, I think this has been fantastic. Um, Dude, we know how to find them. I, I, <laughs> all, I took all of our guests have had some <laughs> intense, serious like yeah. trauma and stuff, which I I love. It's great. Yeah, yeah. This this is this is what we live for. So I, uh, Britt, thank you so much for coming on on the fly. Um, it's been it's been fantastic. You were great. Um, and and I would be remiss, like you know. Shit, maybe we'll have you back on one day um, because you held you held yourself up. You had a lot of really good stuff to say, um, and I think a lot of people can can relate to your story um, because there's a lot of children that were raised the same way, right? Um, and they might deal with the same issues. I actually have a really good book. Um, you'll have to shoot me your address after this. It's called The Body Keeps Score. I don't know if you've heard it. Um, it's a book about trauma, um, and it shows, um, I won't get too in-depth, but it shows that how certain times of the year or certain um, events or something like that can raise your anxiety levels or, or create this type of emotional response when nothing's going on. And lo and behold, it was, you know, an issue from childhood that happened. Like the body remembers that stuff. Um, so I'll have to send it to you. I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, it was a good read for me if you're into that. Um, is there anything else you want to say? Um, before before we close this off, because I'm not going to have you stick around for Hen and I's little spiel. We'll, we'll let you go. I know you got four kids to feed and whatnot. I just wanted to say that I just appreciate being on here and being able to talk openly about such a tough uh, subject, especially um, being on the receiving side of the addiction that y'all are dealing with <laughs> or dealt with or daily dealing with. You know, yeah. so I know it's hard to hear some my side, the kids side, um, but I, I appreciate being able to discuss it with y'all for sure. Yeah, it was awesome. And had yeah. something no, to say. It's it's good. Um, and uh, I for one, like, man, I wasn't even ready for this. Cameron told me it was going to be good, but I didn't even realize it, it, it was great. And so. Thank you. And, and I think it's really cool uh, for this show to have a guest like you who's not necessarily an addict, but dealt with addictions and had other issues because of it. And, right. Um, but I want to say, and I'm going to try and do this without losing my shit, um, yeah. <laughs> that speaking as a parent, who was an addict um, and was kind of on the other side of, of what you experienced. Um, I know your mom loved you. Um, and, and I would tell that little girl, you know, like don't blame yourself because it has nothing to do with you. And um, what your mom was suffering from and what I was suffering from was so far beyond it wasn't a choice. Like I, I choose this because I, it's more important to me, even though it, it basically comes out that way that like this thing is more important than my child. Um, I know that uh, that's, it's, 
it's not the case. You know, like Cameron said, like your mom was very sick. Mm-hmm. And if it was as easy as saying, oh, maybe I'll just stop and, and decide to be a mom, you know, everyone would be doing it and we wouldn't have rampant, uh, rampant um, drug and addiction mm-hmm. problems throughout yeah. this country um, and the world. But um, I just want you to know that um, I'm sure that your mom loved you and I'm sure that, you know, if she could have, she would have loved to have done it differently. Um, because speaking from experience, I know I love my daughter, but what, what had a hold over me at that point in my life was stronger than anything I had the capacity to, to fix or change or make better, um, at that point in my life. Um, and I made it out. Some people do, some people don't, but, um, just know that, you know, um, it, it is really hard and it's really complicated and you are lovable and you are loved. And uh, I'm really glad also that you were able to forgive your mom because we talk about a lot that forgiveness is not just for the, is not necessarily for the other person. It's for you. And it's like your grandma said, right? Take that fucking backpack off and walk with, with uh, free from that weight. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I just wanted to say, I don't know. I'm having trouble tying it up, but I think you get it. I appreciate it. I get it. <laughs> okay. All right, Britt. Well, hey, thank you again. Um, this has been, yeah. I, I, I'm going to actually say that I, I bet you this is probably going to be one of our best episodes yet, to be honest with you. I, I think, I think this, this content's been fantastic. It, you were an open book. So, um, I appreciate you. I hope your, your four kids haven't burned down the house yet or anything like that. Playing Legos and doing homework. I think we're good. You've done a good job then. So, hey, Britt, I I love you very much. Don't beat your kids if you step on a Lego. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Britt, and uh, I'll let you go. Thanks again for coming. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wow, dude. Yeah, man. I'm like, uh, I feel like I'm in like fight or or flight mode. Like anxiety and... I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know. It's kind of fun for me or the other person because I I was kind of went into that blind. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't. I had a tiny idea, but I really didn't know. And um, holy shit, man, that was. Uh, and I had no idea it was gonna parallel or mirror my story. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, fucking cool. You said she was gonna be an awesome guest, and you were right. And um, I would like to. Uh, go cry or smoke a cigarette or car- or uh, crawl in a hole or something. I don't know how I feel right hey, now, dude. Hey man, man, uh, you know, you know, I, that was actually a variable that I didn't even think of. I didn't think about that at all. Um, dude, then, I just pictured her as my daughter. She is my daughter. Yeah, she is dude. Katie. And I was like, Holy shit. Yeah. But that's okay, man. That's okay. Ooh. And, 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 and feel the emotions like we talk about, bro. Um, because, because ready, you, you, you are you today, bro. You know what I mean? Like, like Katie's not, Katie's not seeing that same person anymore. So, um, but yeah, it, it was powerful, man. And, and, and it just shows how insidious this disease is, right? Like, you know, 42 years old, missed, missed both of her kids' lives, 
Um, but I think, I think the greatest part of that whole interview and, and it even got me a little emotional, to be honest with you, there was a moment there where I was like, I was just like, mm, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to not hit you in the feels when you hear that type of stuff. Um, but what I don't want you to do as I'm looking at you in the face is I don't want you to beat yourself up over this. Don't do that. I know that's easier said than done, but don't because we can't do anything about it. Just like I, I can't change the things that I did. You know what I mean? You're a great father and everything's okay. All right. You are, you okay? Well, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I've gotten, pretty I, mean, I guess good. I don't have the right to say that. I mean, you can feel how you want to no, feel. You, no, you're right. You're right. Well, I've gotten pretty good at not beating myself up because I've done so many beat myself up worthy things and I've beat mm-hmm. myself up so many times and, and I've learned that there's no value in that, right? No. So it's not so much beating myself up, but I will tell you, there's a beautiful moment of clarity in this. And that is, uh, as I mentioned with her, and, I, and I'm going to reiterate it, I've been going through it a little bit with my daughter. She's a teenager, mm-hmm. and she has some resentment towards me. And I've kind of been like, man okay, I get it. I did something, but like, can we move on? You know, let's, let's, I'm here now. I'm better now. And, you know, can we just kind of move forward? But the beautiful moment of clarity that I had hearing that from someone else's perspective was that I fucking hurt her. She was hurt. She had a rough time. Like it was hard for her. Um, And it makes me understand more why she could still be mad. You know what I mean? Um, So that is beautiful because, you know, the Randall Brown's phrase comes to mind. I'm sober now. Do you forgive me? (laughs) Um, How we get clean and we just, oh, blank slate. Everything's better now, right? I've done nothing wrong. But people get to heal on their own time you don't get to tell someone hey you should be over it hey it's it's okay now hey i'm i'm not like that anymore you shouldn't be mad at me we don't get to do that right we get to give our apologies make our amends and all that and the other person that we've wronged gets to experience their grief and have their experience however they have it on their own fucking timeline so so if my daughter says that she you know feels this resentment then that's what she gets to feel and she has a fucking right to and hearing it like i said from another person because you know we talk about this when you're so close to it it's it's hard to see you're in this tunnel vision whatever but when you back out or, you know, these things that you can see in other people that you can't see in yourself. For, so for her to talk about it and me to be like, oh, OK, yeah, that was really fucked up. And I can understand why she would still be hurt. So I guess that's the beautiful moment in it. And my daughter doesn't listen, but I'm going to try and get her to listen to this episode. I know because in our analytics, there's a 0 to 17 age group, and it's 0%. And I'm like, one of these days, she's going to listen to old dad. She will. Well, hopefully she does listen to this one. And I think think what she said was was really good, man, Um, because it gave you a little more insight, right? It might – it's helped your understanding – in terms of being okay with the fact that she might still have a little bit of resentment. You know what I mean? 
and 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 is feel how she feels letting her feel how she feels and 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 i'm glad that you brought up the clean slate thing because that's the hardest thing that's the hardest thing i still struggle with that today um i really do um where hey man i i haven't drank in so many days why are we still talking about this it's all it's all well right Everything's fine. Well, no, in some cases it's not, and it takes a long time. And Brittany was a testament to that, right? It took her years to get to that point. I mean, oh, years. Yeah. I mean, she was taken away from her mom at 10. And finally, I mean, I mean, she's our age. And it seems like she finally has come to terms with it, really, from what I could from what I could posit from that. Um and it just it just, you know, it all just comes in waves. Now um, I'm glad that you're bringing this up about the Katie, about your daughter thing, dude. Um, it's important for you for us to, you know, hash this shit out. Um, but it, but um, I don't think I don't think she she feels the same way as as Brittany did about you know, you know, toots. I, 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 or or at least I could be naive to the situation. I don't think she feels that way. No, it, and it's okay. I'm not. It's it's pro- no. It's not like it was that bad. But she had some of the same experiences oh yeah no i'm not i'm not trying to negate that that she wasn't exposed to some chaos for sure um but but like i said allowing her to heal and make her peace with it on her time i think is is important and just being uh sympathetic to her side of it Mm -hmm. um but again like I, i i think this is a beautiful teachable moment because Instead of me feeling sorry for myself or beating myself up, I can be grateful for this moment of clarity and grateful for another opportunity to learn something and get a little bit better, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Kind of like kind of like what, what happened when I apologized in the beginning, right? Like you know, when we when we have these moments where we have an opportunity to learn and if we're not cognizant of it, it'll just fly right by. And then you know what I mean? And then we'll just stay with the old behaviors. And like like I said, you could have either you could have either taken one of two paths. It was, ooh, that makes me feel really uncomfortable, and now I feel like a terrible dad, and I'm going to go cry about it. Or, hey, here's the silver lining. I probably still will cry about it, but I I, I have another viewpoint of it now. Like, hey, it's going to take her however long it's going to take her, and as long as I still don't revert back to who I was – and I and I and I try to be there for her. That might speed up the process, or it might not. But that's going to help you process it in a little bit of a better way, right? Or at least that's my that's my take on it. And I think I think your involvement in your sobriety, and still staying on the path, and not being that person who she maybe doesn't even think about from time to time. Who knows what what goes on in Katie's mind, right? Um, is is the most important piece, bro, right? Because if, if, if she if if her first thought is, oh hey, this was my dad back in, in the day and I have some vague memories, well, he's still doing the same shit out in West Virginia, blah 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 blah. So, you know, fuck him. But that's not the case. And I wanna hammer that home for you, right? Like like that person of the past is not who you are today. Yeah, and that's that's kind of I I I feel like the reason that I have expected this accelerated timetable of her basically forgiving me or whatever, which she has to a point, but I feel like that's part of the reason why I expect it because it's Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, like I said, some people are literally just pieces of shit their whole lives and alcoholics Mm -hmm. and drug addicts and never change. Or unfortunately, like, um, like for, uh, yeah, my aunt Toots, yeah, 42. 
gone, no longer with us. So like I did the hard thing. I did the thing that, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody wishes their addict or alcoholic parent would do. So, and I'm not, I'm not asking for a fucking medal or a, or a cookie or anything. Point being like, you know, I did what I can do. You know, like we talk about clean my side of the street. Um, I did what I could do for me. That's the best thing. And for my family and everyone who cares about me. Um, so I can find a little bit of uh, solace in that and, and rest assured that, you know, uh, I did something and it, and it could be worse and I could still suck. And I, I don't really suck that much anymore. <laughs> no, dude, I think you're fantastic, man. Uh-huh. Like, that's fantastic, man. I, and that's a, that's a really, uh, a really great point. And I, I appreciate you. This, this episode has been beautiful. I appreciate you opening up about this. Cause you know what, man, that, that takes some stones as well. Um, this is, this is a serious topic. This is a serious topic. You know, these are things that you talked with your sponsor and maybe you, you mentioned it in the rooms, but you putting this on the podcast and being vulnerable about it. I appreciate that. And, and I'm sorry that it's, you know, eating you up a little bit. Um, no, but- it's good. I, I honestly think it's all positive and dude, I'm an open book. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really am. And it's like, why? Because can this help somebody else? Like the answer yeah, is yes, absolutely. I think it can. So like, me suffering in silence or, or learning, even me learning in silence, who's that going to help? Nobody like we're here to help. And this is, this is not, I became this way long before the podcast, just in, in the rooms, um, you know, going to meetings and sharing honestly, because you know, how, how helpful, how awesome, how great is it when someone shares something that you can relate to? Right. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm not the only one. I didn't think anybody felt like that. I didn't think anybody experienced that, you know. Um, So so if anyone listening is like, okay, either I had the same experience with my parents or I was the parent like Henry, um, Mm -hmm. that maybe they can take something from this and feel better, learn something, whatever else like, um, you know, and. And, you know, if I if I was still a piece of shit, I wouldn't be talking about it. But I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a little better now. So I'm, it's OK. I, you know, yeah. I've, I've I've done the work I can do to, to try and fix it. So I don't mind talking about it. Yeah, man. It, it's an honorable thing to do. And 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 it, it might do exactly what what happens to Brit. Right. Like like, you know, you'll you'll have peace with it. And then all of a sudden, you know, it might pop back up and you'll just have to revert back to this conversation and be like, Hey, you know, it's okay. It's okay. And I think, I think she'll come around in time. If she's still harboring some resentments, you got to remember she's also like a, you know, a teenager, like, dude, I hated everything um, regardless of what happened in my childhood. Right. Like, like my parents and all that. I think, I think, I think she'll come around to see as long as you keep staying on the path um, that, that, you know, Hey, it was a different thing. And hopefully she listens to podcasts. She can get a little more insight, like kind of like Brittany said, I'm going to implore her. I'm going to be like, hey, I know you don't want to listen to your born old dad talk for an hour and a half, but this I one's important. really <laughs> appreciate it. I think you'd really like it. Uh, it might be a little intense for her, but um, yeah, so I'm going to go uh, curl up in the fetal position on the floor and watch Thursday Night <laughs> Football. <laughs> <laughs> the toilet bowl, old Titans and Steelers. You okay? How's your, t- how's your tummy, bud? 
Oh, good. I I, I feel, okay. dude. That so coming into this, I didn't feel very good. I you know I got nauseous on my way home from work. I took a nap before this. I did not go to the gym as protocol would state. Well, I had to get a cup of coffee um, to get me going. And then when she started getting into it, like I was right there. I was like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, it was so good. It was so good. Um, I think maybe next week, um, maybe we'll, maybe I know our, our loyal listener. Hey, Forrest, what are, what are your plans next Thursday, bud? I'm going to put it on this right now. Um, we might get you or we might do fun lunch next week. Who knows? Um, tattoo man flaked on us, but I think it was actually a blessing in disguise. We're not going to call it a flake. We're not no, he didn't flake. He didn't. He flake. Had I some take that shit come up. He had some shit come up. Life, life is going to life. Life happens. Yes. Um, Okay. Um, what a beautiful episode. What a beautiful episode. Um, I will give us our spiel, um, with a new little part. Uh, give us a follow on Spotify. Five stars would be fantastic. A like and a share would be even better. Um, give us a follow on <laughs> Apple podcast, Samsung music, Amazon music. Um, as well, five stars and a follow would be really good as well. Like if you're listening, give us on, five or don't give us any at all. Give us five on it. Um, <laughs> if you haven't like followed on Apple, I know it's easy to just to just listen. Um, hit the follow button, please. It really does help us get this podcast out to Have more that people. thing pop up when it's brand new. You know you're waiting on the new episode. Uh, you know you are. About the podcast, bam, there it is. And if you haven't. Um, subscribe to our youtube channel please do that um, where you'll be able to see this interview live and direct we ride for respect um it is um <laughs> I, hey that that's fitting dude we're in rest in peace mac dre season yes. um, um it's his birthday or the anniversary of his death i think it's his birthday because i just got memories and i saw some stuff about it i think it was his birthday today or yesterday mm, so yes. but he died like very tip to the mac <laughs> rest in peace um, but yeah, follow us on, you know, subscribe on YouTube. We're, we're whipping up little shorts. We're trying to figure out that platform. It's going to be really cool. Give us a follow on Instagram. Um, follow us at rude dude pod, all one word, all lowercase. Uh, I think that is it for right now. Unless hen, do you have anything else you want to say before we close? Who wins tonight? I don't know, dude. That's I'm on the Steelers. I hate I hate betting on the Steelers because their offense is absolutely fucking atrocious. It's ass. But their defense is really good, and the Titans O-line is awful. So I think J.J. Yeah. Watt's going to be all up in that ass tonight. Um, Titans-Steelers. Well, see, can Will Levis recreate his magical I think debut? Hopkins, I think Hopkins is injured, though. He better not be, dude. Oh, I got my fantasy ball. lineup. What time is it? Oh, God. We better check before lock. Uh, but they, I guess what they what, what I've heard is that they were saying he was so successful because he had a lot of time. And today, I don't think he's going to have time. No, Hopkins okay. is healthy, you son of a bitch. Make my it, heart skip a beat. It said questionable. I was, I was managing my wife's Ooh. fantasy team. Dude, we got a problem. Yeah? I played Kristen this week. Ooh. I've got guys on by, and we are directly at 50%, 50-50. Well, dude, I need you to take an L, dude, because I'm going to lose this weekend because I got McCaffrey out. I got Ayuk out. I got I got everybody out. I got, I got nothing dude, going on. I, cause, but here's the thing. 
if I lose to Kristen, when at age 79, when we're old and gray, sitting in a rocking chair, she, you remember that time I whooped your ass at fantasy football? I swear on my life, dude, I cannot. I cannot. I won't rub it in because me winning is what should happen, but she will find a way. There'll be a note by my coffee in the morning. Like, oh. get a random text throughout the day. The <laughs> screenshot. Like, we get an argument. She'll just send me a screenshot of the final score. Like, I can't, dude. I can't. I, I have extreme anxiety around this because I cannot lose to her, dude. It dude. will be detrimental to literally the rest of my life. Dude, does she, uh, did she play sports? Oh, yeah. She's very okay. competitive. Very competitive. Okay. She's okay. She played volleyball. She played softball. Okay. She loves that makes sense. Board game. She's very competitive. So, like, okay. I'm. Yeah. So, I you're not going to hear the end of it if she beats you. No. <laughs> like, oh, awesome oh, little mister listening to podcasts three months before the season just oh, lost to him. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to hear about it. So, I'm. I will be watching that game with the most attention. I don't give a fuck about any of my other leagues. That That is the Super Bowl for me. All I right, must brother. have this win. <laughs> All right, brother. I'll, I'll I'll be praying for you um, to lose because I, you're creeping up. You're you're too you're too close to me. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> one one more game. We got a big game in Germany. Chiefs Dolphins. <sighs> Who do you got? Chiefs. I hate to say it, but I think the Chiefs beat them. I know. I fucking hate the Chiefs, but I'm on the Chiefs too because. The Dolphins had an ass performance last week, too. Yeah, he's going to go ape shit. He's going to have a comeback game. And the Dolphins don't play well against good Ds. They've uh-uh. actually played a lot of not very great teams. Yep. And uh, the Chiefs' defense is for real, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's I think a shootout, Chiefs, but I think the Chiefs take it. Yeah. If you're going to go Mahomes to a, um, I mean, the, the only way the Finns could probably pull that off is if, you know, Tyreek goes off and. And somehow they well, that run game. We have the storyline. It is Tyreek's yeah. quote unquote revenge game. That's they love to hype those things up. And homeboy hit a thousand yards in what eight games, dude? That is lunacy. Wild, bro. Wild. So he could easily have two hundred and seventy five yards on Sunday. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like it's not out of out of the possibility, bro. Possibility. Yeah. It's yeah. wild, dude. No, dude, Ray, before we before we close, now now we're on a football rant. This sounds this is fun. Um, we like it. Raiders finally fired McDaniel's. Can we oh, praise the crazy. Lord and simultaneously fired Jimmy GM. G? Yes, G- dog dude. shit, Jimmy G. Dude, Take dude, a seat, bud. Dude, you got McDaniel's gone, Ziggler gone, James G is is not starting. Uh, I got Officer Farva at quarterback. I'm I'm thrilled, dude. I mean, things couldn't get much better. Dude, so it's funny, but I actually feel some some uh, justification because I it was almost like, am I taking crazy pills? Because Jimmy G had a really good record, right, with the 49ers. God, yeah. he just always wins. But I fucking hated him. I'm like, he sucks so bad. And everybody's like, look at his record, dude. He fucking wins. Jimmy G just wins. And then when I saw this performance the other night from him, I was like, Thank you. He sucks. He fucking sucks. And this is why <laughs> this is why I hate him. People made me feel crazy, but he sucks. He's he not sucks as good as his record. And if we're talking about hills on which we would perish, it is that Jimmy G is not as good as his 49ers record. He's just fucking not. He's, he's not. not 
He did it on the backs of defense and talented players like Debo Samuel, who we had to turn into a running back because Jimmy G couldn't throw the fucking ball. That's exactly what it is, dude. Kyle Shanahan's system, he made a bunch of little, great little fucking tiny little dink and dunk passes to receivers who are great at yards after the catch. And that's exactly what he, that's what made it. When he had to make the big throw, what happened? We know. We know. Uh, Dude, he missed Devontae twice on touchdowns, and he did that to us in the fucking Super Bowl. Dude, dude, he's out of control. He can stay on the bench. Mark Davis is just lighting money on fire. I'm going to be the coach of the Raiders next year, dude. He he has no money to pay anybody. So Somebody said they should give Marshawn Lynch the interview. (laughs) Dude, dude, at least he'd keep it real. How badass would that be? Jesus, dude. Like, listen, you know what I'm saying? We finna get out there and smack these boys. You feel me, <laughs> dude? We should get we should get Coach Prime, dude. We got to get him out of Colorado. Uh, we need Prime. Like he would go to the dog shit Raiders. I don't know, dude. He does like flashy stuff. They are in Vegas. <laughs> I bet you some NFL oh, players man. would come if Prime was there. Oh boy, he'd command a hefty paycheck though. The Raiders can't afford it. For old sure. old bowl cuts still paying Gruden McDaniel's. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, dude, dude, it's I over with. Hey, they're paying Gruden and McDaniels eighty million dollars to not coach the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dog shit Raiders! Are oh. we concerned about Brock Purdy? I am. No, you're. I you am. Said he, that you're happy. I no. I, I hey. I I think he looks a little shook up. Someone said he's the same as Jimmy G. I do not agree with that statement. I do think he's better, but you know, you were talking about the dink and dunk passes, and that's but that's Shanahan's system, and it works. He's been getting the ball downfield to Ayuk though pretty nicely. Yeah, Um, but but he came back to earth. He came back to earth because he was on an incredible run of whatever twelve regular season games in a row, one and all that, and some really bad fucking decisions and situations going on in the last couple games yeah what does he got like fucking five or six picks he he i know he had three in our last game and then maybe two before that or yes, something like, like five he picks had in the last two games for the first seven games and then five and two or whatever yeah it's a little rough i'm not yeah. too worried about it um i think our bye week couldn't have come at a better time yep. we'll get a little healthy we'll get him coached young. up a little dude chase young and nick bosa Mm. Who wants to be a quarterback against that? Well, dude, if no. they can't get to the if they can't get to the quarterback now, dude, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. There's no excuse at all. Young and Bosa is nasty. I wanted us. I mean, we needed a cornerback because Diamador Lenore just commits uh, pi every fucking time a receiver gets loose on him, which is every time. But you know, uh, pressure on the quarterback will help. That's the that's that's the way that defense is built though. The defensive you're that defense, the Niners defense is built on that line. They're counting on that line getting to the quarterback. So the quarterback, so your corners don't have to be sitting out there playing massive coverage. They they they're hoping to rush the quarterback to get make him, you know, make these short passes and that the Fred Warner. Fred yeah, your linebacker core is insane. Absolute fucking savage. He's on every tackle. Yeah. <laughs> like, everywhere so you can see it if the d-line gets to the quarterback and does his job your linebacker core is fantastic you just need mediocre you know corners to just do just do their job to the best of their ability if that's operating properly which it hasn't been the last like three weeks yeah yeah so thoughts and prayers well that was a great episode and it got even better because we talked football all right um i will finish it like 
we always do. I love you, Hen, very much, brother. What a great episode. I love you too, Cam. Thanks for calling on Brit. And thanks, Brit. That was awesome. And also, remember, be yourself and fuck what they think. This is still going to be a little weird, dude. Ready? <laughs> Later, dude. <laughs> Later. Oh, dude. <laughs> 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 